0: All right, Justin, sing me a song that you think was really hyped up, but is a fucking shitty, boring ass fucking song.
1: Hmm. It was hyped up, but then it wound up being bad and boring.
0: You were excited for this song to debut, but when you listened to it, it was shitty and boring.
1: Wow. Um, man, I guess you got me on this one. I, I man, I, I don't, I don't think I have one. I really don't. I've never been hyped up for a song. I don't know. Well, do you just I've have a shitty heard... and
0: boring song you can sing? <laughs> let's let's get rid of the hyped part. Let's just do a shitty and boring song.
1: Um, bad.
0: Do you just have a shitty song then, Justin?
1: <laughs> you try. You're helping me out so much here. Uh, uh, Man, I'm drawing a blank, bro. I'm drawing a blank you just have a song
0: dear god dude i'm, I'm like spoon feeding you this one
1: <laughs> a song just anything well this one kind of goes with this movie it takes two baby it takes two baby me and you it just takes two in this case timelines but
0: there you go jesus christ dude They're just spoon feeding everything jeez
1: I know you. I got so much help. <laughs> Is that a half a point, a quarter of a point?
0: <laughs> no, I want to look forward to something in this podcast, so you get a point. Yeah. All right, Heather, your turn, but you have to start all the way back at the beginning. A song you were hyped for that was shitty and boring.
2: Um, I gotta go to the next level down.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. Okay, just I mean, I just don't get. Song. I, I, a shitty, okay. boring song. Or do I need to go all the way down to shitty song?
2: No. Every step you take, every move you make.
0: Wait. So is this the Diddy version or are you doing the the police song? Police. I like that song. I like both of those. I like the Diddy version oh. too.
2: I like the yeah, Diddy the, version. The, I don't like the, 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 Diddy the version police version.
0: Well, I mean, I get the but police version because it, it is creepy.
2: Yeah, and it's just very kind of monotone for me. I don't know.
0: Man, you don't get a point because the police are good.
2: I I didn't say they weren't good. I just, I don't like that song. No. But also, I couldn't do the first level because, again, like, I don't know if I've ever been like, I'm so excited to hear this song. Like, I don't know if I've ever really done that, you know.
0: I mean, I get that. Have you done that? No. I never said I have. (laughs) But it has to tie into our movie somehow. And I mean. That's fair we are going to be talking about what is was supposed to be 2020 movie. Jesus. This was supposed to be the movie that saves us. So I figured I'd try. That's fair. All right, let's just play this damn song. Hey, cinema fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And today, like I said, we are talking about the movie that is supposed to be 2020 movie, Jesus, the movie that saves us, the movie that saves the film industry, the movie that saves movie theaters, the movie that was supposed to be good. And by that, I mean Christopher Nolan's Tenet. I know that might not be the way you're supposed to say, but that's the only way I can say it, and actually get the letters right so that will be how i say it in this and my cat just scratched the fuck out of my hand while i was saying all that and i didn't miss a beat so way to go me (laughs) so (laughs) i mean i did not like that i mean i fucked up. no my cat was actually just trying to climb up on me and my hand was resting on my leg and they go nope that's where all my claws need to go to get traction so yeah that really kind of hurt um. So, as always, we were going to talk about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between with this movie. We will do a spoiler-free section at the beginning, just kind of giving you our in-general thoughts about the movie. And then we will go into our recommendations and scores, followed by more spoiler-centric thoughts about this. Even though you can obviously tell already what I fucking think about this movie. But let's get into these two other people. And... With that, I'm going to use my random name generator and just say, Heather, what are your thoughts about Tanette?
2: Oh, you have a random name generator?
0: Isn't yeah, exciting? by that, I mean whatever name I say next.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little conflicted on this movie because, again, I am I, I do understand getting hyped up for movies. I get hyped up for movies all the time. And I was excited for this one. Especially, yeah, because it was supposed to be the one that brings you back to movie theaters. And it was supposed to be like this huge thing. And... And it is, um, you know, just sometimes when movies get hyped up, it kind of falls short very quickly and easily. But I, I'm, I'm conflicted with this because I don't hate this movie. Like, I don't think it's like a terrible movie, but I don't necessarily think it's a good movie. <laughs> like, it, I think it is a movie that tries to do too much. I think it tries to do too many different things and tries to be a little bit too clever. And it falls short for that. I think they did some really cool things with it. And in all of that, like, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was bored at any point. I think even in the parts where I was confused or didn't know what was going on, it was still entertaining to watch what was happening and, and trying to figure out what was happening in the movie. Uh, but that being said, I it was it was a little bit too hard for me to track. Like, it was one of those where... You, you know, it wasn't, it, it didn't flow in a way where you feel like, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I totally get it. This is just a revelation of a story. It's not one of those. I enjoyed the acting for the most part. I think um, John David Washington was good for, for what his role was supposed to be. Uh, I think he was charismatic and he played whatever the part was that he was supposed to be pretty well. And Kenneth Branagh, I think, was, or Brana, is that how you say it? I always mess up his name. Rona. But yeah, he was good. I think he's, he's pretty consistently good in, in any role he does. Um, and Robert Pattinson was fine too. Um, you know, there, there's just... Uh, everybody was fine. Nobody was like, oh my gosh, this is the performance of your life. Uh, nothing about this movie, again, was revolutionary. It wasn't something where you feel like you're just mind-blown like in a good way. <laughs> you're just more of like, my brain hurts trying to figure out what you were actually trying to do in this movie. That's kind of how I felt. Uh, I kind of wish I just would have been able to track what they were doing and what was happening a little bit better. But they had so much going on at the same time, a lot of the times that it was really hard to figure out what to focus on and what was happening. So it is, you know, it's more... And I guess in that sense, it is kind of boring in, in the way of like, what story are you trying to really tell? Um, so it, it, for me, it's just fine. Um, it, I, right now, it's hard. I'm, I'm kind of down the middle right now with, with how I feel. But that's my general thoughts.
0: Justin, what about you?
1: Uh, Cool. So, um, so yeah, whenever the previews for this movie, uh, started to come out and stuff like that, I mean, I I don't know if I was hyped or just thought that this was going to be the greatest thing ever, but I, 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 I didn't really have those kinds of feelings, but I was intrigued. I mean, when I saw that Christopher Nolan was the director, when I saw, uh, some of the special effects and, um, and of course, John David Washington, uh, having just come off Black Klansman and everything, you know, I was really impressed with him in that movie. So I knew that at the very least he would deliver the goods in this. So I wouldn't say that I was just a thought that this was going to be the greatest movie ever. Or I thought that I went in with these unrealistic expectations. You know, I just kind of walked away go from the previews going. Oh, I want to see that. I'll check that out. I like Christopher Nolan. I like John David Washington. I'll go see it. You know, it was just a general interest to go see the film. And uh I think that it is a good film. Uh I don't think it's a great film, but I liked it um i think that it's just kind of one of those it, it's a christopher nolan movie he's th- th- this he likes to do these mind bender twister type of movies i mean if you uh have seen in any of any of of the Christopher Nolan movies that are like this, like Inception, then you kind of know this director. He likes to have a bunch of different themes and things going on in his movie and then the events all kind of link up together and there's this bigger message or there's this bigger meaning and then he tries to throw, throw a wrench in that uh, at the end and kind of give you some shock value and stuff like that. Well, if you like Nolan films, like that, then all of that is present in this movie. And, and and with most movies, I think that he succeeds in doing that. And I do think that for the most part, this film succeeds. But where I think that the film could have been better is kind of in uh, in Heather's camp. Uh, th- th- this was better. Once I kind of fully understood all of the concepts and what the temporal pincer and all of that stuff was and and this whole thing with the with the with the timelines and in moving inverse through time and reverse and all that stuff, once I understood it a little better, I appreciated the movie more. but a lot of that is tough to grasp whilst. You're watching the movie. Sometimes it is difficult to put all of these things together or completely understand. And by the end, I definitely understood more and thought that the ending was pretty cool. But but I didn't understand it in a holistic way to where I was like, yeah, man, that was just the most awesome thing I've ever seen. So I do think that narratively, it could have been a little bit more clear, a little bit more concise in some ways. And maybe there was a better way visually to kind of represent everything so that your, your average audience member could go to this and grasp exactly the story that you were trying trying to tell. I think that a lot of audience members will be confused by this and then after watching a few times or watching some explained videos and stuff like that, you might have a better appreciation for it after that. But if you have to have that in order to appreciate it then I get then I guess that that may not necessarily be a strength of the Flint film. You could argue that that's actually a flaw. Um, but, uh, with that being said, just some technical things I liked and I'll end it there. Um, it has some great special effects. There are some awesome visual sequences. I mean, the movie is a visual spectacle. Like there are just a lot of great visual scenes and he plays around with this whole moving reverse in time and the different and the parallel timelines, he really plays with that concept and does a lot of neat things. So I didn't find this boring at all. I thought it was interesting and cool and visually it was definitely something different from what I've seen over the past few years. So I definitely appreciate what this film brought visually. And lastly, I thought that the performances were good. I thought that every actor showed up from John David Washington to Robert Pattinson um even uh, Elizabeth Debicki Debeki Debicki I thought that she did well too I thought that she was very good and um I know Heather that you had mentioned um uh Kenneth Kenneth Brane or Brana you guys said I believe you said Brana Brana okay cool He um, I as you think make that Brana Brana Brana, Brana. Uh I, like I think it. he was the I think he was the standout actor in this. I think overall I think his performance was was pretty good in this. I mean, it was really good. I think that he stood out to me as far as the performers in this. But overall, I mean, you know, I think that if you have some good things going visually, you've got some good acting performances and you got a story that challenges your viewers. I don't think that all of that equals a bad movie. I mean, so I think it's pretty good. Not great. It, it needed to be better, but yeah, pretty good in my opinion. Oh,
0: Justin. Oh, how we disagree on this movie. <laughs> I honestly, shocker. I honestly don't like a single fucking thing in this movie. I think the sequences that are like forward in time and back in time and all this other stuff honestly felt gimmicky as fuck to me. It, the entire movie, I feel is based on a mechanic, which. So many movies that Christopher Nolan does now are based on mechanics when it comes to Inception, Interstellar, this. They're all mechanic-based movies. They come up with a mechanic, and then they build the entire movie around them. My issue is, is in those other movies, like Inception, they kind of, they tell you what the mechanic is very early on. And Interstellar, they kind of, like, break the mechanic down as it goes. This movie the characters are introduced to the mechanic and they just go, fuck it, okay. And then the mechanic is explained at the end. That's dumb. That is the most dumb way to tell this story because so much of your movie relies on understanding what the mechanic is. So then you have to watch down, like like Justin said, you have to do homework for this movie to really work or you have to watch it like seven times to really get how this movie works. Anytime you have to do that, That's a huge flaw in your movie. I think the acting was just fine, but there was no one in this movie that I haven't seen do better acting somewhere else. I mean, I always expect Kenneth Branagh to bring his a game. I mean, I love his version of Hercule Poirot. I love Gilroy Lockhart from the second Harry Potter movie. I mean, Kenneth Branagh brings his a game every time. So this performance from him to me was actually just kind of mediocre, which still for most people that, you know, his mediocre is better than a lot of other actors because I do love him as an actor. But for me in this, eh, it was just there. Same with Robert Pattinson. I think he's a great actor. I know a lot of people can't get past twilight and you know what? That's on you. Cause he's a fantastic actor. Agreed. And I felt like he was just there. Uh same with Washington. I think coming off like, you know, something like a Black Clansman and then going into this is just a step down. Uh even the 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 girl, the, the Becky or whatever her name is, um I've seen her in a few other things and I felt like those were stronger performances than than this. And I just did not care. I mean the fight sequences with people going forward and people going backwards. Okay? It works a little bit until you see it twice-ish. I mean, the the and then the whole, like, I guess, I don't know, twist at the end with some of the stuff, I just... Some of it was obvious, and then it was just kind of meh. I was just at no point did I actually care about a single fucking thing going on in this movie. And if you are going to do something that is supposed to have this many layers and this much stuff and all this other stuff you better fucking grab my face and give me no other option than to be utterly enthralled with your fucking movie. Give me a reason to watch you a second time. If you want to really have it be that there's that much going on with this movie. And that's not what this movie does. This movie just kind of plods along at this very monotone pace with these people making these weird fucking decisions and just accepting the weirdest of fucking logics. And I just at no point was I invested in anything going on on the screen. My sole investment throughout watching this movie ended up to me being, we have to fucking do an episode on it. And when that's my only investment, what feels like 27 hours into a fucking movie, to me, you've done a terrible fucking job of making a movie like even just the color palette of this movie was just so weird to me like especially at the end the end of the movie the the color palette for that was just off and i i i hated every second of it i mean even the scenes of like there's a there's a car chase scene i feel like i've seen better car chases i've seen better fight sequences that are based on gimmicks i just i've seen nolan do better mechanics i just i this was honestly the biggest disappointment of 2020 for me. All right. That's a lie. I can't even say that with a straight face. It's not, there are other things that were way more disappointing, but I mean, this is up there for me, honestly. And to me, it is not surprising that it is not doing well via the box office because it's not at all. And I know there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I think, if it was a better movie, it would have better word of mouth and it would be doing better than what it is like in my in in, in, in my state of Illinois, you can most of the theaters can operate at around 40 percent of their max capacity. There was four people in my entire theater. You know, that was like one percent or not. I went a 400 seat theater. What am I saying? This was a fairly big theater. I mean, honestly, we were probably operating at about four percent then. No one was there. I think that this movie has zero reason to go tell people to watch it, especially with what's going on. I think if this was like something just better made or had better word of mouth, I think you'd be hitting better numbers. This is not the movie I think anyone was wanting it to be. And I just, yeah, I can't say enough about how much I did not like this movie.
1: Uh, All right, Justin, recommendation scores. Cool. So uh, this is kind of a a weird time because everybody knows that right now, just with COVID and everything, it's kind of weird to be like, yeah, you should go to the the movie theater and watch this and essentially risk your life. So I don't know. This is just kind of weird. I feel like if I make a recommendation... You know, so I guess the best thing I can say is, uh, uh, do I recommend it? Yes. Uh, But... I mean, you know, but watch it at a time that is convenient for you. I don't want to say, oh, you got to go to the movie theater and see this. And I mean, as you can kind of see from the box office numbers, there are just a lot of people not going to the movies right now. So I I would say, especially if you're a fan of Christopher Nolan, this really is just the same kind of stuff that he does in some of his other mind bending movies. It's the same kind of thing. And if you enjoyed those, you'll probably enjoy this one. I mean, that's just as real as it gets that that this is within the same style of that. And if you're kind of one of those people where you like movies like this, you like these mind benders and you like kind of all these crazy set pieces and you like coming together to see how uh the the big picture is just a is just a big version of the the smaller gimmick and then you find out the whole movie is the gimmick. You know, if you like that kind of stuff and if you like his kinds of movies, then i I don't see how you wouldn't like this because it's just that because that's really what you get with this. So I think if you're a fan of his, yes. Now if you're somebody who's like, okay, um you know, if you, but, but for the average movie goer, just be warned, you may not get it the first time or the second time, and you may need a little bit of help to follow the, the plot and understand what happened afterwards. But as I learned more about it, it, it made me appreciate it more. So I don't know, maybe you'll fall on that side of it, or maybe you'll be a person kind of like Uh, Sterling, who was like, well, uh, you know, because I have to do all of that, that's a problem. And I totally get that. That is definitely uh, a a realistic take to think about with this. But um, but but overall, man, I think it's good enough to recommend there's nothing wrong with the with the story in and of itself. I thought the gimmick, if that's what we want to call it, the whole temporal uh, pincer thing. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I think it it looks different. It kind of has a different sort of feel from other movies that we've seen, and it has a bunch of likable actors that that act well in the movie. So I, I think it is greater. I think that the things I didn't like about it, I think the good things about it, add up to something greater than the things I didn't like about it or would have liked to have seen better explained. So for those reasons, I can recommend it. Um, I'm going to give it uh 75. Yeah, we'll go with that. That sounds, I think that's fair. We'll go with 75 <laughs> blue teams having already done something so that they could debrief the red team. Who's about to do something reversed in time out of a hundred. Heather, go.
0: Um,
2: I mean, I I don't recommend necessarily seeing it in theaters. Like you can wait on this one, kind of like we said with Mulan um, last week. But yeah, it's I mean, you can you can wait on it. But I mean, it's not one of those where you need to miss it. Like if you are a Christopher Nolan fan. Sure. You know, watch it. It's it's going to be very similar to a lot of his other things. So it's not something that I say, do not watch it at all, but it's not something that you urgently need to see. It's not like a must see, in my opinion. Uh, There there is a lot of good action and it is very well shot. And there are some moments that are really cool in it. I'll give it that. But yeah, I just think um, I, I do kind of, I agree with both of you, Justin, in that, you know, the more you learn about the things happening in this movie, you'll you'll be like oh okay cool that's that's what that was going on there but i agree with sterling in that you know it should be something that's clear in the movie and if you have to keep watching it over and over to to understand it or if you're if you're having to go to outside sources to understand it maybe it could have been told in a better way so i kind of agree with both of you but i'm leaning more on the side of what sterling said just because i wish i could have left that movie understanding what they were doing cuz i mean there's you know it's not like i didn't understand a single thing but i just feel like it was hard to follow and by the time i was caught up on like <laughs> what was happening a new thing was happening then i'm like wait so what's this going on so it just it's not the easiest one to follow and it's definitely not one that you can just have on in the background or whatever it's definitely one you have to pay attention to for sure but it's fine it's an okay movie it's it's a little bit more than halfway middle of the road for me. So I'm going to give it, um, 60, regardless of anything else, John David Washington looks good in a suit out of a hundred.
0: See where I disagree with Justin is the fact that I understand that with these recommendations, take them with a grain of salt, because you can recommend this without maybe not saying it, you know, go into the theaters, but I don't really necessarily think the idea of people going to the theaters is what is really stopping people at this moment when they're trying to get 15,000 people to go to a football game, or they want to open up this, they want to open up that, that, you know, people clamoring for things to be open at this time, regardless of the situation. I think if this was a better movie, people would still see it at a higher rate than what they are. I don't think COVID is 100% to blame for how bad this movie is doing box office wise. Now, I do think that COVID is a part of it. I do. I will not deny that. That'd be ridiculous. Because you put Christopher Nolan's name on a movie, it's going to do more than 29 million in its first, what, three weeks out. Guaranteed. It's going to do that. And plus opening weekend alone. Guaranteed. I 100% know this, but it's not a good movie. I don't recommend it. I, I solely disagree with everything positive that anyone else has said on this, just adamantly. And with that, I don't, rec- like I said, I don't recommend it with COVID. I don't recommend it if COVID's not going on. I don't recommend it in theaters. I don't recommend it on video on demand. I don't recommend it on Netflix, Hulu, any streaming service whatsoever. I don't recommend it on Blu-ray. I don't recommend it as a bootleg. I don't recommend it if you pirate it. I don't recommend this movie ever in any circumstances. If you are a huge Christopher Nolan fan, go watch a better movie. Go watch pretty much anything else he's done. It's a better movie. Go watch Inception. It's a better version of one of his mechanic movies. Go watch Interstellar. It's a slightly better version of one of his mechanic movies. I don't really like that one either. I like it way more than this, though. Just go watch any of his other movies. They work infinitely better than this. Narratively, it's a mess. Acting-wise, it's mediocre at best. Visually speaking, there's better shots in most of his other movies. Just everything. I cannot stress how much... I don't like this movie in any way, shape or form. I feel like I'm, you know, what is it, the green eggs and ham guy with this. There's just no circumstance in which you can tell me that this movie like could you trick me into recommending it or saying it's good or saying anything positive whatsoever about it.
2: Did you call yourself the Grinch?
0: No, no, no. The green eggs and ham guy.
2: Oh my bad mixing whole, up my uh
0: I do not like green eggs and ham, you know, that guy. Yeah, like it with a fox in a box. I would not like I do not like them,
1: Sam. I am. I will not eat them in a house. I will not eat them with a mouse. I will not eat them here or there. I will not eat them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I will not eat them, Sam. I am.
0: Except at the end of that book, he ends up going, you know what? I'd eat this shit. And guess what? (laughs) At the end of this episode, I'm not going to say I recommend this shit because I won't. (laughs) I mean, this movie requires Homework. And I will never recommend that. I can't say that there's actually some things I do because you could also say that like the third movie in a trilogy, sometimes, you know, would quote unquote have homework because maybe you need required viewing beforehand. So I can't necessarily say that. I am not a fan of movies though, that require after homework like hereditary. Nope. Requires after homework for it to like, maybe make sense. Nope. Can't recommend it. like, I understand that there are some movies out there that require multiple viewings to truly get everything that happened in that movie. I get it. But for that to be the case, you at least have to be a slightly compelling movie to warrant a second viewing. And this movie is not that. I mean, I understand that there are some movie mechanics that require things to happen at the end for the mechanic to actually be explained then to make sense, i.e., and a slight spoiler for a different movie, the movie Memento, when it's told entirely backwards. Or even a movie, say, like Irreversible, which does the exact same thing, backwards. But those movies, while Steven going, you know, telling the story backwards, still follow at least a linear plot line so that at the end, whenever the twist is revealed, because it's actually the beginning you go, oh, I can then correlate it with all these individual scenes and, you know, follow it and understand it and go, oh, man, that was crazy. This movie doesn't do that. At the end, when shit's finally explained, you know, and by end, I mean, like, beginning of third act, whatever. Still way too late in the movie. It doesn't work. You can't really mentally go back all the way to the beginning to truly place the newfound knowledge in the timeline Of the viewing so you understand the rest of the movie. Mainly because it's also 57 goddamn years long. It's so long. Which is the crux of almost every movie. I feel like I'm becoming that man that's like an old man that's like, oh, get off my lawn. But it's, your movie's too long. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm slowly becoming that. I'm slowly, as I get older, becoming more cantankerous for long movies. And maybe it's because... I've seen too many good short shorter movies. I just feel like it's like two hours and seven minutes. If you go two hours and eight minutes, your movie's too long. Two hours and seven minutes. That's my sweet spot. I'm sure I like movies out there that are longer than that. I'm just saying, get your shit together, Hollywood. Cut some of that runtime down. Was it that the new, what Snyder cut of the justice league is going to be four fucking hours long. I want to slap every person that makes that movie. Like now I will give them this. There is the thought that they're going to actually break it up into 100 or I mean one hour kind of segments to release it over four weeks. And at least it'll be on a streaming service. So even if it is four hours long, I can watch like two hours of it, take a lunch break, maybe come back to it five days later and watch the other two hours. So I feel like I maybe watch two, two hour movies, but this you're in the theater the whole time you're like trapped and it's just, it's it's not a pleasant thing. I mean, uh, I can honestly say the only thing I enjoyed about my movie going experience for this movie was I got to eat movie theater popcorn again, which is just more special than homemade popcorn in just every conceivable way. Unless you have at your house an actual popcorn popper. If you don't have that, then you just you, you can't quite get it. Even Orville Redenbacher hasn't quite nailed the movie theater experience when it comes to the popcorn, even when you buy the movie theater butter version of his product. And I love me some Orville Redenbacher. I do. That's my favorite popcorn because I am one of those weird people that has a favorite brand of popcorn. That's one reason why I like going to AMC theaters, which now it just seems like I'm name dropping like product placement and I'm not. But I like going to AMC's <laughs> because they serve exclusively Over Redenbacher popcorn, which I feel is a better popcorn product. See, notice how I'm just infinitely more excited about this than I am this movie. I was literally about to say that. Yeah. Because I enjoyed the popcorn more than the movie. And this movie's so fucking long, I ran out of popcorn so early. And because of COVID, I can't get a fucking refill. Fuck this movie. That's my score. Fuck this movie. The popcorn's better out of a hundred, I guess, if that works. Let me see if I can actually get it into how we do our scores. I give this a fuck this movie out of one hundred, the popcorn was better. Does that <laughs> work? I don't think it does. It was
2: that as it made as much sense as the movie. <laughs> that was pretty good.
0: No. Now you make me feel like my 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 score was shit. No. Because that's the correlation. If you're equating it to this movie, that means my score was shit.
2: I was excited that I was witty for a minute.
0: All right. So that's all that was. How about this? I give it 100. Tenet is a shitty movie out of 100. So that tracks because it's still a bad score, even though it's 100 out of 100. But it tracks. And then I get the popcorn 100 over Redenbacher popcorn is delicious as out of 100. <laughs>
2: You know what? It, it weirdly makes sense. I understand what you're going it with It makes that.
0: infinitely more sense than this fucking train wreck of a film. <laughs> All right, guys ready for spoilers? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to surprise some people here. I actually don't have a lot to say in this segment because to me, a spoiler would indicate that there's something in this movie that can be spoiled. And I think that everything in this movie is already spoiled because it's in a shitty fucking movie. Therefore, not worth my fucking time to break it down. Oh, dang. I mean, honestly, I think the whole idea of the whole forward and back and all this other shit and people in the future because they're going back in time at that point is forward in time for them and all this other stuff doesn't really track. I mean... You you could break it down like on maybe like an actual physics level or something like that on a quantum mechanics type of thing and maybe it does but you know what for the sake of it being a fucking movie based solely around all that it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't I mean the whole thing with when when uh, Washington's character is introduced to the idea like actually introduced to it and I'm not talking about when he witnesses the bullet coming out of the fucking stairs I'm talking about what he's actually introduced to the reversed time concept. He's just like, cool. Got it. No questions whatsoever. He is not going what, what like any actual human being would do when they're introduced to the fact of there are items that have been infused with reversed time radiation in our timeline from the future. And you can actually influence them by, I guess, thinking backwards You know, if you hold your hand over a bullet that was reversified or whatever the fuck they say it is in this movie and you think about dropping it and like mentally in your head act like you dropped it, it will then reverse in time into your hand. How does that actually would that correlate with anything else? Because then how would you be able to move that bullet forward in time with what you do? Like once it's in your hand, how can you then like say put it in your pocket? Because the act of putting in your pocket would then imply that you're moving it forward in your time. Wouldn't it actually then shoot out of your pocket based on what she was saying? Because when she was like trying to like force levitate the bullet into his hand, she's like, it has to be dropped. And then by more or less thinking that he was dropping it, it flew up into his hand. So wouldn't anything you do to it, wouldn't it automatically do the reverse of it? So you would go to try to put it in your pocket and it would just, I don't know, fly across the fucking room.
2: Yeah, no, I was, yep. I thought that too,
0: but that's not what it does because what she's like, what they're trying to posit is that by him thinking he drops it in this time, he's got to then more or less accept the fact that he was actually also at the same time, maybe going back through time, like reversing the time and then dropping it there. And then that way it's reversed into his hand. Then that is dumb. So when they introduce me to this mechanic in the worst possible way, and then also, like I said, with the character, just going, yeah, that tracks in what universe does that track when you're introduced to it? It doesn't. I'll tell you that. And or I meant to say none. That's the correct answer to that. None. There's no universe in which when you're introduced to that concept, you just go, got it. No further explanation needed. Got it. Right. And then it just, and beat and Then from that point on, essentially knowing exactly what to do at all points in time. I mean, I understand that this motherfucker is supposed to be some like super spy type of guy. So like super adaptable to shit, but at no sort of agency or anything ever, would just go here's this concept now you get zero training with it whatsoever go forth my child and be a time spy now that's exactly (laughs) what this organization does and then they kind of just explain it to him as they go so whenever he fully does go in reverse time or whatever the fuck it's called he just goes they're like remember it's everything backwards and he just goes got it and it's just a-okay perfect LeBron James at a fucking pickup game in reverse time now. (laughs) What the fuck is that bullshit? And then there are other people (laughs) that are then thrown into it, and they're just like, oh, I'm a civilian person. I guess this makes sense too. No one in this movie has a hard time of grasping this fucking concept, no matter what. No one. Just... Your in general goon character 100% understands the concept of what the fuck they are doing when this happens. The fucking characters that Batman would beat up with just the slightest of thought are expert time astronauts in this fucking movie. No, Christopher Nolan. No, that is not how things work. You (laughs) don't get to do that just because you're Christopher Nolan. I think this movie is peak... Christopher Nolan hubris. He goes, I have this crazy concept and his brother who typically writes shit with him goes, all right, Chris, what is it? And he goes, this whole time, fucking backwards forward thing. And his brother goes who solely more or less exists and has a career because of his brother. Then goes, yes, 100% that works, Chris, because he is now surrounded himself by nothing but yes men. And then he goes to whatever fucking studio release this movie and goes, Hey, I've got this concept for a movie. And they go, is it another Christopher Nolan mechanic movie? And he goes, fuck yeah. Cause you know, I can't do anything else at this point. And they go, cool. And so he tells them it and none of them got it, but they just didn't want to be the one person to tell Christopher Nolan. They didn't understand his Christopher Nolan movie. So they all go, yes, Chris, here is a ton of money. Go make this movie. And he knows full damn well it doesn't work. But he knows also damn well that anybody that wants to call themselves a movie fan won't actually call him on his bullshit and say they don't get his movie or that his movie doesn't work because they don't want somebody to go, well, if you actually watch it on your fifth time, when you get to one minute and 27 seconds in this movie, you see a bird fly backwards in the corner of the screen. And if you had seen that then, you would have completely understand the movie because that's what we've fucking formulated and done with Christopher Nolan movies for like a decade now. And you know what? I'm going to call him on his bullshit. It doesn't work this time and nobody wants to admit it. I will Christopher Nolan. You didn't make a good movie this time. It doesn't work and quit doing a fucking mechanic movie. I thought maybe once he did Dunkirk, you know, he's going to take a break from all this bullshit, but nope. He went way fucking harder into it. It's like all the mechanic energy he would have used in a movie like Dunkirk to, you know, like for when he made that movie, but no, he took it and he went, nope, I'm going to save all that. So we get like the double mechanic energy in this movie. And it just negates itself and is garbage. I'm actually apparently more fired up than I thought I was. Fucking A. <laughs> I don't like this shit.
2: Although, <sighs> Sterling, I do think I know something that would have made it better is if it was time traveling voodoo sharks,
0: probably. You know what? No, the voodoo shark is too good of a concept for this fucking black hole of a fucking thing.
2: <laughs> wow. That is a big deal then. Cause you said voodoo sharks can make any movie better.
0: You know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. I hadn't seen Tennet yet. <laughs> wow. I had not seen to yet. Whenever I said that, and then I watched it and you know what? Thank you, Christopher Nolan for being a fucking dickhead and proving me wrong. When I said voodoo sharks could fix anything. <laughs> Motherfucking Lakeith Stanfield couldn't fix this fucking movie.
2: Whoa. Whoa, you are real fired up.
0: And uh, Who else? Uh, there's, I mean, all these people that I said I would love to Naomi see. Scott. Naomi Scott couldn't fix this movie at all.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Uh, and then what is it? There was the other one. Uh, Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani, their chemistry together, which I have on an episode talked at length about how much I love, could not fix this movie. The only thing that could fix this movie in any way, shape, or form in my eyes would be for it to go back in time and undo itself. I want myself to, to net myself to not watching this movie, which <laughs> I know you can't do because it can't undo shit or whatever. Also, what's the fucking point in, in time travel if you can't undo
1: shit? Fuck this movie. Someone
0: else go.
2: Go ahead, Jackson.
1: Um. Okay, um, Well, I mean, I guess the a good place to start with, I guess, just things that um, I I liked about it. I think that what I think was uh, I'm feeling really bad
0: for you right now, Justin, like I got up to like this whole other level and you're just like I like I feel like I don't know. I just hear it in your voice. I feel bad that I did that to you. Like I said, all those things. And you're going to like, well, I like this. And I'm like,
2: technically, it's my fault because I told him to go first. I know, but
0: I'm just in here like, no one should fucking like this. And you're just like, well, I liked. (laughs) I just feel like I gave you a weird energy to follow is all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. Weird, uh, weird
2: energy is a good word for it. All
0: right. And I'm sorry to do this to Devin. But this is really just like that time when you guys did the glass episode that I was just on to make fun of notoriously the whole time. And he was just like, you're fucking stupid if you like this movie. And Heather's like, well, I liked it. (laughs) I feel like I just did that to you.
2: Yeah. You pulled a Devin on him. Just kidding, Devin. We love you.
0: Yes, we love you. But yeah, I feel like I just did that. I set you up with weird energy for you to be the one to follow me, considering you did like it way more than I did
1: cool um well i'll just give it my best go on just some things that uh (laughs) i thought were intriguing about the movie um i think that what is neat about the movie is that it's less about um two times happening at once and it's more i guess about the perspective of time depending on where you're looking at it from and that and that I think was just like the the neatest concept is this whole concept of the temporal pincer uh, uh, which I think that's the the what I think is the coolest part of the gimmick if you will just this idea that you can Be a person in the future and you can go back and kind of view these events and be a part of these events that already occurred, you know, um, in the past and everything like that. So and and if you are a person looking at this, if you're a person looking dependent on what perspective of that you're on, which that machine allows you to do that what what you're seeing is just based on what side of that one event that you're on so when everything is traveling backwards and stuff like that it's almost like the there there are two different people on two sides of that event so it sets up a lot of cool um i thought things in this movie. Like at the end, where you essentially have these two teams, and one of them, the blue team in the movie, because we're being briefed with the red team, one of them has already seen the event take place in one timeline. They debrief the the other team on look this is what's going to happen so this is what you have to do in order for this distraction to happen because this all had to be look like a successful explosion so that our villain would think that that algorithm piece or whatever and there are all these different pieces and stuff like that but that's neither here or there that algorithm piece is there so what I thought was kind of neat is just this idea that you have these people in the in the timeline they see these events and then it allows these people on the other side of that to alter the events but you're really just to kind of manipulate that event, but you're really just talking about one event. So, what was I thought cool at the end of the movie was just kind of that reveal that really what this is is that this, what we're seeing is just one giant loop. And it starts with the protagonist, John David Washington, kind of he goes actually he goes to a certain timeline in the future, debriefs Neil, who's Robert Pattinson's character, who then comes back, who then goes back to the timeline where the protagonist doesn't know at that point and kind of guides him through. He can't actually tell him right or the timeline's going to be altered, but he can guide him. And that's sort of what this movie is. It's people who are aware of what actually happened, doing, guiding these people in a different part of the timeline to make sure that that one event stays the way it is and doesn't change or the world is screwed, so to speak. Uh, what I think this movie needed, though, in order to understand that because I definitely understood it better uh, after I, I mean, I thought I understood it. I thought I pretty much grasped it, but watching um, a couple of videos helped me kind of grasp it a little bit more. So then I started thinking, well, why didn't I see it that way the first time? Why didn't I get that there was this one timeline that these people at different points in time were altering and really, they're just looking at the same event From two different perspectives. Like, what did it need to kind of put all that together towards the end? And I think what it really needed, but it didn't have, was I think at the end to make it all come together, you probably needed a scene where we actually see John David Washington's character, the protagonist, actually go. A a scene where he's with Neil Robert Pattinson's character in the future and actually telling him that, like, we needed to see the breathing of Neil's character I think to really put it was told to us but I think you know if you're watching all of this and like you said the two and a half hours goes by and at the end when he goes I orchestrated this I'm the one who went forward and told them so that and told Neil and some other people so that they could guide me to me unknowing me in the different time period to this point so that all the events go correctly. I think if you had had that scene where he goes, where you see the the future him go um, and tell Neil, look, you're going to have to travel back and help orchestrate and guide me through this to make sure it happens the exact same way, because we got this villain doing his own time manipulation trying to alter the events and we have to always prevent that and always trick him every single time so that we can get this algorithm and not him when he triggers it when he dies if there was some way to show a scene rather than tell us i'm i'm so big on that show us and don't tell and just tell us and I think what this needed really was more telling scenes because there were too many just showing or characters speaking and and you have to so as an audience member you have to digest that with no visual example and then stuff starts happening kind of like what Heather was talking about and it's just tough to grasp all of that just from a few lines of dialogue or what these characters are saying and then when you see the events taking place you're still trying to go okay so w- what is happening what timeline are we seeing what what exactly whose perspective are we seeing and that's so important in this movie the movie really is about what perspective of this one timeline we're looking at and that's what it does it bounces back and forth between this one timeline and people viewing it in reverse versus people actually going through it at one time so that's what's cool about and and ultimately i think that's what's cool about the movie at one point we're watching john david washington through go through just experiencing the normal timeline but then there's a point in the movie where when he's on the other side we're we're seeing the same events the same timeline of events happen in reverse which is what allows him to fight himself etc etc but There needed to be a better way to show this concept rather than tell this concept, and I think that's what the movie really is lacking. I think at points where he decided to just tell us things, there needed to be a way for him to show us things, and by the time... He did the showing and putting all of the 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 words and the dialogue to action. I think that's where at least I had some trouble grasping it. So if I was gonna make this movie better, I think that's what you need. the The scenes where they talked about debriefing and the scenes where they talked about this person experiencing these events and then having to go back and debrief or go back and kind of guide the players along. Um, Um, So that they don't but can't you can't tell them because they can't know the events, but still guiding them along because, you know, more than what that person does at that current time period knows you needed those you needed those scenes where. We see that so then we can go, oh, okay. so that's why this character, just like with the woman, you know, they kind of did it there where she saw a woman jump into a pool. What she didn't realize, though, is that from her perspective, she was watching. It was actually herself, but she was watching it from a different perspective in that one timeline, you know, so you needed more things like that. And I don't think enough of that aspect was in here but I still thought the concept was cool but but, but that was just uh, one I guess just the, the thing that I did appreciate about the gimmick so to speak
0: well one thing with that though Justin is like the movie itself is more or less saying you, you can't change time like you can't change what's going to happen and stuff like that but it does create its own paradox and it makes fun of it for being a paradox in the movie and it's it's not that that Washington's character tells future Robert Pattinson what to do, like and all this other stuff. What it is, is Washington's character goes through time all the way to that point and then works his way back through time to recruit Robert Pattinson to join Tenet. And in doing so, setting it up for him to be recruited into net and Robert Pattinson help him. Because that's why John or Washington's character has gone back through time so far into time that they are actually really good friends for a lot of Robert Pattinson's life for him going forward with with John with with with, with Washington's character and in doing so he joins Tenet because he was already in Tenet and recruited somebody to help him become a part of Tenet and all this other stuff it creates its own paradox within the movie and in doing so in the movie, they mock that paradox itself. Like, can you go back in time and erase the reason why you go back in time? It's the whole reason in the, in the, the, the book time machine, whenever his wife dies or, or fiance or whatever the fuck she was, he gets inspired to create the time machine. So he goes back in time to stop her from dying. But in doing so, that would erase his reason for going back in time. So he can't undo it. He can undo it the specific way in which it happened originally, but he cannot stop her from dying in that moment because then that would negate his reason for making the time machine. It's the same principle here. Yeah.
1: yeah, Clause.
0: Yes. It's that paradox itself. And they have that in this movie because he goes back in time to recruit Robert Pattinson, who helps him get like, you know, through all this stuff. Can he do that? Can that be possible? That's a big conceit in this movie. And like, that's why I'm like, it doesn't work. Also, like, so with it, like, like, that's like the a big flaw in this movie that, like I said, it openly acknowledges, but also uses as a MacGuffin. And that's why I don't like it. Like, it's, it's to me, it's like the movie, The Holiday or whatever the perfect holiday. I don't remember the name of the fucking movie, but it's got Steve Zahn and Mila Jolovich and Timothy Oliphant.
2: Perfect and, getaway.
0: Yes. Perfect getaway. That's it. Because the whole movie is just like they 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 talk about a red herring for like so much of the movie and then it turns out that's because the whole movie is a red herring for the end of the movie. It's the same concept. It's like, oh, we're going to introduce this paradox just so we can have it in this movie. Wink, nod, wink, nod, wink, nod. Like it's that that's cheap to me. And I, I wish I'd, I'd remembered that earlier. But yeah, it's just like that's one of the things to me that is a big game breaker for this movie is especially at the end because that's the whole thing is he's like, Oh, well, you never told me who recruited you into this. And he goes, you did, you know, and that's actually the point in which Robert Pattinson goes forward. You know, when he ends up going back forward in time, he dies because his character was shot. So Washington knew that Robert Pattinson's character was actually going to his death at that point. But Robert Pattinson was resigned to it because a, he's like, well, you and me are going to be friends for a long time, even though it's not long time for you, it will be for me because you're going to go so far back in time that we're gonna be friends for a long time, and then also, you know, he's resigned to the fact because he knows he's gonna die. He he more or less picks up on the context clues anyway that he's gonna die because of how urgent Washington is in that scenario. But with that, you know, he knows that going into it and all this other stuff, whatever. But it it shows that the 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 way that they're doing time in this is that it is finite. That you really can't change it, like you might think you are but you're not really changing it. You're just changing it. Like you said, Justin, from your perspective in time, you're changing it. But from the other perspective, you probably aren't, you know?
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: But then, so they're, they're more or less saying it is finite and it is strict and like, it is that, but then they're also saying that the paradox is still valid. And I'm like, well, you really can't have both. Like it doesn't actually work that way because you're saying that time can influence things in one but you're saying it can't in the other you're playing both sides of the same coin and acting like you're not i don't like that i understand that most people might not care about it or anything like that but to me that is a cheap gimmick and i also want to take back something i said i said this is a mechanic movie it's not i think a mechanic movie would be smarter I think I said, it's a mechanic movie with gimmicky elements. I'm going to actually change my response to that as saying it's a gimmick movie. That's honestly how I feel. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. I think the entire premise and everything with this is a gimmick. Heather, I'm sorry. I'm more or less interrupted when you should go. Justin made me think of some things. I am sorry. I apologize. Heather, please tell us your thoughts.
2: (laughs) You're good. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's not really a whole lot more to add. Just honestly, yeah, it's, it's one of those where you get the concept of what they're trying to do. They just didn't tell the story in the best way. That's kind of what it comes down to mostly. So, and then I also just feel like some of these characters were not utilized, um, enough or maybe in the proper way. Like, for example, Robert Pattinson's character. I think they could have done a lot more with that, with him. Like he was technically, you know, he was, he was a big part of this movie, but just kind of the way the movie was going, he was almost, it almost felt like like he was a non-factor. Just like, I just feel like they really could have utilized him to just have you a little bit more like rooting for him or a little bit more connected to his character to make it work. Because at the end, you know, like maybe John David Washington and him are, you know, good friends for whatever. But we, for me, I didn't get that sense. I didn't get that feel. I didn't get that energy from it, even though, you know, he says things and he's like, Oh, you never drink on the job or whatever he says, you know, where it's obvious that they know each other and, and the reason why he knows him and all that stuff. But, um, you just, I don't feel that connection of, of that. And I just feel like there should have been something that connected me a little bit more to his character with him being such an important role in this movie. Um, and that's not to say he didn't do the job well. And I also agree, Sterling. I think Robert Pattinson is a fantastic actor and it's not to say that he didn't do the part well. I just think that the part needed to be written a little bit more fleshed out maybe, um, you know, and, and kind of the same thing with the wife or the, the lady in this movie, Debecky, is that her name? Something Debecky, um, what is her name? I just lost it.
0: Yeah, it's something like that.
2: Something to Becky. Anyways, the the, the main lady in this movie, um, Elizabeth to Becky. Yeah. Um, she, for me, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I felt for her and I, I just think her situation was a terrible situation to be in, but I didn't really care for her character. Like for me, she wasn't like, she was fine acting wise in what she did, but just how the character was written was a little bit flat for me. I don't know. Um, it was just kind of hard with this movie because of all they're trying to do and these little, like, not mind games, but just kind of like the the bigger concept and things like that, that they're trying to do. I think it makes the characters fall flat in being fleshed out as much as they could be. And even John David Washington's character, I mean, probably more fleshed out than the others because he kind of is for the sake of being the main character. But him and Kenneth Branagh... As Jason said, (laughs) he's like the only other really more fleshed out character in this movie. And I just, you know, it just would have been more of like, I don't know, I I would have enjoyed it more to have some characters I'm rooting for more than just like, oh, they're on the screen and they're doing stuff. (laughs) So that's really my bigger issue other than the fact that it just should have been easier to follow what was going on. Because you're right, like the concepts and what they're trying to do. And when you, you know, you hear about or you see videos or you read about like, oh, this is what was happening in that situation. you're Like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's a cool concept. And that's a cool thing that you try to do. But it just should be more clear up front what they're trying to do with it. And also a side note, I don't know if it's just me. I literally, like, not that long ago, just learned why this movie is called Tenet. Does anybody else know that already?
0: Is it because it's 10 forward and backwards?
2: Yeah. I literally just learned that not too long ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, because they go, you know, back in time 10 minutes and forward in time 10 minutes, so it's 10 forward and backwards, which is cool, but I just didn't know that. Like, they didn't even explain the title. (laughs) Like, there's just so many things they didn't really seem to explain in this movie, so that's that's really my issue with it, like because I think again, like we've said with some other movies, it had potential it had a lot of potential to be something really cool and really interesting, and parts of it were, but the whole of it was not it was not what I had hoped it would be, and that's really just kind of my my bigger issue with the movie as a whole but otherwise, kind of just what you guys were saying i mean it's it's pretty much just that same thing i I don't think it's boring, I just think that it's um yeah it's not boring it's just a confusing movie
0: (laughs) well that also made me think of a couple of things too a couple more things because i haven't said enough yet obviously um so with the scene when they have the quote-unquote algorithm why does this algorithm look like a futuristic like robotic version of a sex toy and with that how the (laughs) fuck is that an algorithm that's not what an algorithm is Like, how the fuck is an algorithm a physical construct like that later? Like, I know that, yes, you can use an algorithm to make a physical construct and stuff like that. We see, like, lots of things like that. But are they saying that this algorithm is so complex that it just makes this one unique fucking statue thing? And if you have that statue thing, you can reverse engineer it into actually making an actual algorithm that is uniquely specific to... Ending space time because that's mm. utterly ridiculous. Like, that's just not what an algorithm is. And it's just, it's a fancy <laughs> fucking word. That's all it is. They just threw in a fancy fucking word, you know, and just decide to use that. Also, they say that you can't interact with yourself when you go back and forth in time because then they specifically say this if your particles touch, like it's very bad things.
2: Yeah, and, that definitely happened.
0: Well, Their argument is, is that in one version of it, he's in that back in time suit thing, you know, so he's got like the, the gear and the face mask, so it's not skin to skin contact, so that's where they're arguing that their particles Mm -hmm. don't touch. But what about trace DNA evidence, like that type of thing, where when you touch stuff, your skin cells can schleff off onto it. Mm -hmm. Did do they not dress themselves? Did Robert Pattinson have to solely dress? like Washington's character and then vice versa to make sure that their own DNA cells or their own skin cells weren't accidentally transferred to the outside of it in something like that, like with gloves and shirts and shit, because there would have been there and the likelihood of in a fist fight where one person would have like more or less skin particles or even dandruff or hair or anything that would have accidentally fallen while they were just getting dressed or even sweat going through these clothes and all this other stuff when they were like running through a fire and shit like the likelihood of there being no DNA transfer whatsoever into the into the clothing to when they fought themselves would get transferred is remote like the the the, the 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 that whatever the bad thing that happens when your particles interact should have happened in that scene, and if it doesn't and say Robert Pattinson is the one that dressed Washington in the clothes so that they could do that shit if something were to happen. Then that means when Robert Pattinson's character fights future Dave, uh, Washington character, then it would have happened then. It should have happened at least once in that fight. They should have, I don't know, it should have been the, the tenet equivalent of crossing streams from Ghostbusters. Where it's either <laughs> like total uh, plutonic reversal and everything like the universe folds in on itself. Or they can, I don't know, like open up or destroy the gateway of with Gozer one of those two things should have happened in that scene and it didn't.
2: Yeah. And actually a couple more things I just thought of too. For one, there was literally no reason for Michael Caine to be in this movie. (laughs) He did it for like two minutes. And I'm like, this could have been genuinely any person. Like, I don't know why they felt the need to make that Michael Caine. And then like, I think there was, I read somewhere that he said something like, Oh, this is the best action film I've ever been a part of. And I'm like, if that's the case, like, you would think he's going to be in it more than like two minutes. It's literally like two minutes.
0: And but I would argue I that that, that kind of would funny. be Jaws the Revenge.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. Giving this one a run for its money, for sure. But um, but also, I did want to say um, a couple of things I did like. I actually liked the fight scene when one's fighting backwards and one was fighting forwards. I thought that actually was really cool um, and kind of captivating. But And then also... I think a thing I liked at the beginning and why I thought, oh man, this movie is going to be really on is I liked the scene when they go into that, um, theater and, you know, all the people are there and they're, you know, dead, you know, and, um, it just, the way that it looked, it was really creepy and really intense. And then, you know, there's the people hiding and like pretending to be dead, you know, and like, it was just, yeah, I mean, that was intense. And I really thought that was a cool scene though. Like how they played that scene and how they pulled it together was really good. And yeah, it was, um, I, and that's why I was like, oh man, if they're doing stuff like this throughout this whole movie, this movie is just going to be so solid. And so they did have some really good moments in the movie that were like, whoa, you know, it just was unfortunately not that consistent.
0: To be fair, those people weren't dead. They were actually just knocked out.
2: Were they? See, and the thing is, I almost caught myself. I was like, wait, maybe they weren't dead. They were just, you know.
0: No, because the whole point of (laughs) it was is that they put them all to sleep so that they could go in there and do their shit. and stop the it. Okay.
2: To be fair, I actually didn't get to the movie till like a couple minutes late. So I probably missed what happened there. But yeah, either way, though that whole scene where they're just out they're completely out you know it just it just had this very like daunting creepy vibe to it but it was very intense and it was just really well shot
0: it was something so do you guys have any more thoughts about tenet no i'm good i kind of thought you might have more do guessing. you <laughs> i probably do but then i would feel like i'd be giving this more this movie more of my energy than i already have and then in turn would mean I'm trying more than Christopher Nolan did when he made it. Ha <laughs> ha. Get you again, Nolan. Come at me, bro. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the cinema Slayers podcast. I really just thought there would be more. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yes. Like I said, thank you for listening to this episode. Check us out on the internet, at www.cinemaslayers.com. Check us out on Facebook at Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out at cinema underscore Slayers on Twitter and Instagram. I can't believe I almost fucked up the word underscore. And just remember, guys, according to Sterling, Jaws the Revenge is a better movie than Tenet.
1: Reverse, reverse.
0: I was really like, (laughs) where the fuck is Justin's thing?